Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This is episode 26. I am B-Rob. A reminder that you can subscribe or follow, however that stuff works, us on iTunes and Spotify, the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today we have a great episode. Um, We're going to first start it off with, I'm going to give Mitch a pitch on how to save the NBA playoffs. Then we're going to deep dive the Rolling Stones and introduce, I guess, like a new segment we're going to be doing weekly, talking about our favorite bands and deep diving them. And we'll pair that with a Spotify playlist, probably. And then we're going to round it out this this today's episode with some trivia. We got Mitch and Mark, the defending champions. They're going to be taking on Tim and Dustin. Mitch, good to have you on. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Brian. It's good to be here. Get a little cross-country uh, telephone call. Feels nice. Yeah, we got from Milwaukee to um, if you say one, Madison, right? If you say Milwaukee oh, one I mean, more time, Milwaukee is Adrian's like gonna all kill of Wisconsin, me. in my opinion. Adrian is gonna That's kill true. me. Madison, the Badgers, home of the Badgers. I just gotta think about that. Go Badgers. Um, oh, how's is it cold in? Uh, is it cold there? No, dude, it's like low sixties right now. It's pretty. Oh, so it's nice. Decent. Oh, but I was gonna say you huh? missed. Uh, so Alex, my sister, just graduated from Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we had a big old like extended family Zoom call with like 20, 30 people on the screen. So it was just crazy. Oh my crazy. gosh, it must have been hectic. Oh, it was wild. But uh, Michigan, Big Ten school, I'm in Wisconsin with just so much. Uh, you're in rival country. So much garb. So of course I get on the horn with a freaking just big old 70s uh, Wisconsin Badger cowboy hat and a Wisconsin Badger oh, sweatshirt. Go. And so we'll see. They, they have some of the Loki like sickest uniforms in all of college, but that's enough of that. Let's get into <laughs> it, Mitch. Here's my pitch. I'm going to pitch to you how we can save the NBA playoffs. Okay. And so, so not all of this is my idea. Some of it has been like the idea that it would be at Disney world has been floated out there. So I'm going <laughs> kind of based on that, but let me, let me, let me explain. So Disney World. It's a private property that is giant. This is the one in Florida they're talking about. Yeah. And because it's giant, it could house theoretically 16 playoff teams. And I don't know how they're going to, if they're going to bring families or not. That's just a lot of testing. But theoretically, you could take the top 16 teams of the NBA right now, eight from the East, eight from the West, and you put them in Disney World, where there'll be games played. Like you have two gyms basically, and you have probably four games a day. Maybe to start, or if you want to expedite it, or you can space it out. I don't know. But Disney World is isolated, but it has restaurants, movie theaters that they could have open to the players for when they're not playing. So it's not like they're locked in their hotel rooms. And another thing is, you'd play in a smaller gym with no fans, but similar to the way NBA Summer League is, the players, because they're there in Disney World, what are they going to want to do? They're going to probably go want to check out the games. Like, think about it. These are two guys we don't like, but LeBron and Chris Paul are super good friends. So let's say that in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs, the Thunder are playing the Clippers or something. LeBron's going to go there and watch. And so after they're there a while, like, the, I don't know, like the camaraderie of basketball, I feel like it would create a sort of atmosphere that's different from a crowd, but the way that they would be probably talking back and forth and talking trash, it will create that atmosphere, kind of replace the crowd noise. And also, it's so much cooler if you think about it for like the camera shots to the crowd, because that's like what the TV um, people are concerned about with having no crowd. And with football, it's a whole nother story. That's, I don't know what to do with that. But it's so much cooler to Just see like Luka Doncic or Damian. Yeah, wait, shut up. No, no, <laughs> no. 
Um, but what I was saying, it's like it's much cooler to see Luca Doncic or Damian Lillard's reaction to a massive dunk than it is to see some Joe Schmo in the stands. You know, so if they could, and so you limit the stands. Do you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, and it created it's like an AAU tournament vibe. Well, yeah, it's just like I think that could be really cool. It's just like an Olympic village, but just full of NBA superstars. It'd be lit. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Would they, Turn it, and they, would they have it the big wo- brother? Would they have the women's uh, NBA, the WNBA there also? Well, see, that's the WNBA season hasn't started yet. Yeah, but you know, so preseason they camp. usually run dual preseason camp. You could, you theoretically could. I think that the NBA right now is thinking about maybe even cutting the playoff game. So the WNBA is probably far from the minds of the NBA owners trying to make millions and millions of dollars, but. I mean, that's a good question because the WNBA starts right when the NBA ends, usually. Yeah. And so are they – this this whole, raises the whole question of, like, what's going to happen with football? What's going to happen with baseball? And then I just get depressed. So that is my pitch to save the NBA playoffs. Mitch seems somewhat convinced. He seems kind of into the whole uh, Big Brother vibes we could do for Disney World. And, you know, you pair it with CBS's Big Brother because I don't think that that show is happening this summer, which is – tragedy and so you have like instead of random people on big brother it's like oh it's lebron james i don't know we'll sit on it let me (laughs) know what you think listeners you just love your your reality tv shows i do love my reality tv shows and i'm absolutely devastated (laughs) that i might not be getting them this summer how's bachelor treating you i don't watch the bachelor i have yeah i don't i swear to god i completely i haven't watched it do you want to go onto this on the couch or what no, we're not going to go into this on the couch. So we're going to go into, though, what we're going to go into is the Rolling Stones. We're going to do a deep dive. And so ladies and gentlemen, how we're going to do this is we're going to do a draft of some sort where Mitch and I are going to take turns selecting Rolling Stone songs. And it's not a competition because Mitch and I were putting this onto a playlist together, which we will share after the episode of just all our favorite Rolling Stone songs. But we want to make it just kind of a back and forth, so that's why we're going to be drafting it. And as we draft songs, we're going to go into some some history about the Rolling Stones and some of our favorite things about them. Mitch, do you have anything to say to kind of um, set up this segment? Because you're yeah. the you're the wing, you're the co-pilot on this. Uh, all right, Goose. Um, so, well, I mean, the first thing is it's the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Let's just get that out there first oh, and foremost. It, uh, by far the greatest. So, I mean, we could realistically talk about the ins and outs of this for hours, if not days, if not weeks, if not the years that we've been friends. So, uh, true, true, true. I think it's going to tell a lot about our specific interests and, uh, you know, the little things that, you know, we connect to within the music and the songwriting and all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I also know for a fact that we're going to leave out some like number one hits anthems. Yeah. Anthems. So (laughs) (laughs) like any other band's best song. Yeah. (laughs) So I I, like that part, I feel kind of bad about like, you know, leaving out a song that, you know, somebody may just absolutely love love. or uh, even like the thing is this playlist and our top 20 could change from any day. Oh like, yeah, day to day, it could be. Completely what mood different. I'm in. Yeah. So, and 
you know, that's just why the stones are so good. And so the, we wanted to start with the stones with this segment because it's, we could do five of these episodes in a row and who knows, maybe down the line we'll take a deeper look at individual stones albums. But we, if we were going to do a music segment, we had to start it with the greatest rock and roll band of all time, the Rolling Stones. So with other bands though, that aren't the Rolling Stones and have a catalog that is just unbelievable, maybe just smaller. It'll be easier to do this sort of thing, and it won't be as long. The Stones is going to be a little extended discussion, and I'm excited for it. So, Mitch, without further ado, I'm going to give you the first selection here in the Rolling Stones Deep Dive Pineapple Couch Draft. It's like the Michael Scott fun run type thing. Um, Race for the Cure. What are you going to take? Celebrity. Yeah. Um... Uh, thank you for giving me the first pick, and, you know, I... Eh, I mean, I, I just didn't know what to pick, so maybe I just gave that to you <laughs> to make you make a tough decision. Yeah, you said recently that uh, you knew what my first pick was going to be, and I don't think, I, I don't I, think I, you know. I think then it, if... If it's not your first pick, it'll be your second or third. So yeah. let's see. What what are you going to... And so when you give the song, mm-hmm. give us a little back text to it, like the album, all that sort of jazz. You know what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Can't You Hear Me Knocking? Woo! Off of Sticky Fingers. What year is that, Brian? That is uh, 1971. Absolutely. Uh, dare I say it's a great pick maybe one of the best years of rock and roll it's either 69 71 or 72 mm-hmm. you know what Agreed. you know what else came out in 71 Led Zeppelin 3 Led Zeppelin 4 the best Led Zeppelin album oh shit at least my favorite I, I see I go back and forth on 2 and 4 but I also love physical graffiti. I just love yeah. double albums. We'll get into that with the Stones, obviously. Yeah, That's a great pick. Can't you hear me knocking? Um, one Can't of Keith you... Richards, cert- certainly one of his best riffs, and he's maybe the best riff writer of all time. Um, great pick. I am going to go now with the second pick. I'm going to just take a classic. I can't not take this song. In the documentary Crossfire Hurricane, which you haven't, if you haven't seen, it is one of the best band documentaries i've ever seen it is the best i think i mean it goes through about the stones and keith richards has a quote and he says anyone could have wrote any of the songs mick and i did together except one and that one song is midnight rambler and he said because no one would make an opera out of the blues (laughs) midnight rambler is one of the coolest live songs maybe ever the way it breaks down just the way keith controls the rhythm of that song and that's just a whole other conversation, how great of a rhythm guitar player Keith Richards is. But I just couldn't not take that. Yeah, it's all... There was others I was thinking about. It's Yeah. Midnight Rambler. It's a good call. Yeah, I mean, it's the one song mm-hmm. that, yeah, they say that, that only they could have written and, like, nobody else. Them and is... Robert California. <laughs> 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 that Office episode. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it kind of goes to why... The Stones were such a uh, driving force in rock and roll. It's the the rhythm that kind of came from the, you know, the old blues players that they started touring blues. with and yeah. look up to, looked up to. And it's just like that well, Richard, interplay in between Keith Richards on, uh, you know, rhythm guitar and Charlie Watts and just that, you know. Yeah, the, the wobble. And, 
the ebb and flow, the wobble that they have, it just like changes throughout the song and it's just a journey and it's wonderful mm-hmm. and good pick. And another thing I think we'll step on in this as we go through it, what's been interesting about the Stones is they've had three other guitarists that they've put with Keith Richards. You obviously start with Brian Jones until about 1968 and then he's replaced with uh, Mick Taylor and then in about 1975, I believe, Ronnie Wood joins and those three guitarists all left such different imprints on the band in good ways as and that has allowed i think the stones to evolve from a way where you start with paint it black but eventually you're writing miss you they just have such a giant catalog um i could go on on and on and on and on and on about it but keith richards um he loves playing guitar with another person that's what he said in this documentary that's his favorite thing about it and the stones that just is I'm rambling on, so you might as well just take it from here and take that third pick. (laughs) Let me just say, Midnight Rambler was my number five. I thought that was your number one pick. You thought that was going to be my number one? I thought you were going to take Midnight. Oh, I thought it was going to be this song that I'm choosing next, Sweet Virginia. Mm, A classic. Off what album, Mitch? Exile. Oh, I didn't even say Midnight Rambler's off Let It Bleed, but it is. Um, So, yeah. yeah, three... Kind of their most popular, um, I would say their three top, their top three albums, Beggars, maybe four. Um, Some Girls is up, has an argument. Yeah. But um, I think those three are the elite, I agree. But yeah, three different feels and three different uh, kind of situations. Uh, Sweet Virginia is just one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, you just can't beat it. Has a little... Classic Stones country song. Yeah. You know, the Stones are just the combination of blues and country. And just taking this old American music and, and bringing it to the new rebellious youth <laughs> in a way that just... I like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, off Exile on Main Street, which they recorded in 72. Um, in the south of France. Yeah, in Via Nel. Cote. Nelicota? Nelicote. Well, I don't know how you say it. But so, yeah, just like I, I right clearly to the east of Nice and, and uh, Cannes, where the film festival is. But Yeah, and they did that to uh, escape the tax. They they had some like really bad tax problems in London. So basically, they just got the fuck out of there and went to the south of France. And they recorded in Key's basement and put together some of the best songs they ever wrote. Um, my next song... I almost had this as my number one pick because it's just been, it was the first song I ever learned to play on guitar. It's still to this day my favorite song to play on guitar. I love the song so much. Uh, Dead Flowers off Sticky Fingers. Just a, such a simple, classic Stones country song. Mick Taylor, you really feel him on this track, his lead guitar, and just an all-time classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I know we've, just bonded so hard over, you know, playing this song with each other and, you know, relaying it to, to new people and new friends and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, giving it to Twin Peaks. It's just a classic. Giving it yeah, to Twin that, Peaks. That's that underrated night. story how we got Twin Peaks to play Dead Flowers. That's for another pod, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a, yeah, one night in Santa Cruz. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Mick Taylor just wails on it. Like, it's just a wonderful song. What do you got with your third pick? Uh, I got uh, 
Wild Horses. Ooh, off another of, track off, off Sticky, Sticky fingers. fingers. I told you, Brian, we've gone through already uh, my top four. You took Dead Flower. Dead Flowers is my number four. But Wild Horses, three of my top four are off of Sticky Fingers. It's my favorite wow, Suns album. Wow. Um, I think it's perfect. You may have no arguments here. I, it's just there. It's so hard to compare Stones albums because they all just are so like like unique in a way. Even though like people are like, oh my god, it probably sounds similar. No, it doesn't. They just have all different feels. Like the Sticky Fingers, Let It Bleed or Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, Exile on Main Street. That three album stretch. I don't know if that will ever be like topped ever. It's just such an incredible no. run. And um, maybe. Yeah, Zeppelin three, four, House of the Holy, physical graffiti. Yeah, there's just something about the Stones, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Wild Horses was also originally recorded by Graham Parsons because they do that in like Alabama or something. Well, Keith gave it to Graham Parsons to record for the Flying Burrito Brothers. Okay. And then, um, but that was like right before they recorded on Sticky Fingers. So it actually came out for uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers before it came out for the Rolling Stones. Oh, really? I did not know that. That's cool. But um, Um, another country influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the theme of what we'll see. Um, So you're talking about how Sticky Fingers is your favorite. This is impossible. Um, argument because they all are so great but Exile on Main Street has been my I'd say like it's been my favorite Stones album for quite a while and so this song I just could not take Tumbling Dice all time classic one there's a video of them playing it uh, live on the 72 US tour which t- I, is the greatest tour of all time <laughs> um, the great concert film um, ladies and gentlemen the Rolling Stones that has a lot of these songs check out Tumbling Dice Tumbling Dice could not live without it what do you got, Mitch? Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be your number one, honestly. I The first, I mean, there, there's still like four or five more songs where I could have argued I could have taken them number one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, there's so many, it's just like for me, I couldn't rank them. It's like tears, and the tears are all just like unbelievably good, <laughs> unbelievably great. <laughs> um, My next pick... I am going for uh, one of the last songs that um, Brian Jones had any real influence on. It's uh, No Expectations off of Beggar's Banquet. Oh, you dug. Um, Such a great song. Amazing song. Uh, And one of the things we can talk about is Brian Jones... um, one of the original members of the band, he claims to be the you know the founder and the the leader. And he likes to say that. Um, well, liked because uh, oh, yeah. shortly after True. this, he got kicked out of the band and died in the swimming pool. Um, yeah, and before he left the band, he was. I mean, when Keith Richards is saying that you're like on too many drugs, that's when you know you're on way too many drugs. And you could see in some of the footage I've seen of them um, when they're recording Beggar's Banquet, he's just strung out and fucked up. But he was the thing he brought to the Stones. Where see he, if I had to rank like the Mick Taylor, Ronnie Wood, um, 
Brian Jones. I put Brian Jones at third, but what he does have is he has a lot of like unique talents in a way. So like the way he plays the sitar on Paint It Black, the way he um, what's the the xylophone on Under My Thumb, <laughs> um, he's in the slide guitar on No Expectations, like you just said. So he was he brought a very uh, unique element to the band. But once he left and Mick Taylor took over. That's when you really saw them really start going into that blues, don't you think? Well, I mean, or into the more like just the golden age of the Stones, I guess. They because started, they have a lot of blues songs. They started rocking more. I think Brian Jones was even more bluesy because that electric slide guitar, nobody played that besides mm-hmm. old blues players. So he kind of took that and made it you know, brought it to a wider audience and brought mm, that that's to the a good songs. Point. And so that was like the thing that made him stand apart was that electric slide guitar and he just ripped. And that's why No Expectations is just unbelievable. Yeah, and another thing, um, he clearly had trouble with the the rising fame of Keith and Mick because he wanted that too. And no matter how talented Brian Jones was, it's, it's tough when you're in the same band as Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. It's just kind of like, sorry. Yeah. It's like, be, it's like being on the dream team. Yeah. You know, some people, Chris Mullen's not going to get remembered as much. Um, <laughs> well, but I like the pick. Uh, all right, go ahead. I was going to say in, in, you know, Keith Richards book, he says that like, you know, Brian Jones spent all this time like hanging out with all these celebrities and all these up and up people in, you know, society and he was more kind of focused on like that lifestyle. And Keith's like, all right, mm-hmm. we'll write a song. Like we're here writing songs and doing all this stuff. And you're just, you know, dropping acid and hanging out with celebrities, you know? Yeah. He, the, the spotlight came to him and he never wanted to give it up. Yeah. I certainly agree with that. And the way there's a video of him talking about why he leaves the Rolling Stones. And I don't want to be too critical, but like he's ar- very arrogantly says like, that the stones like he wants to, basically says like he wants to do bigger things than the stones mm-hmm. it's like oh well good luck with that um but that did not happen unfortunately <laughs> um let me go here with my next pick this is going to be another track off of exile on main street loving cup um, maybe my favorite mick jagger so- line of all time i got to shout out my high school journalism teacher mr mccormick because he showed me the song and the the line is i'm the man who brings your roses when you ain't got none an all timeline um, and loving cup, just beautiful piano in it. And there's also some videos on YouTube of like the demo version of it, which is just awesome. Them playing it in Keith's basement. Yeah. I mean, just great song. I, I don't know what to, what to add. To yeah, that. <laughs> no, we can, what we'll do is like, we can just, we'll just keep going off songs. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have anything to say after some songs, we'll just go into the next one. But as we keep going and we have stories to tell or whatever, yeah. We'll just bring him up. So, um, what do you got? Next, I got Angie off Goat's Head Ooh, Soup. Ooh, some Goat's Head Soup yeah. action. Yeah, a song that Keith Richards wrote after, you know, coming off of heroin. And it was like one of the first days that he was like not shaking in bed um, in Switzerland. And he wrote Angie. And it was just kind of a. Um, just a a name that he said it didn't really mean anything and then at the same time uh 
his then lady, Anita Palenberg, was uh, having their second kid, I think. Yeah, I think you're um, right. But they named her, like, Dandelion, but um, eventually changed uh, her name to Ange- Angela. So. Oh, very nice. It's a nice story. Through some um, that's a great pick. I um, I'm gonna f- uh, no. I got, my next song is gonna be off "Let It Bleed." Um, it's gonna be "Monkey Man." <laughs> I freaking love that song, "Monkey Man," and it ironically is in a "How I Met Your Mother" episode too. I think. Really. Um, yeah, but with Monkey Man, I want to. It's just a great song. If you haven't heard, it, check it out. But I wanted to get into talking about. We just talked about Brian Jones. His era. So when he leaves the band, the Stones recruit 20-year-old at the time, Mick Taylor, to come join the band. Mm-hmm. And they decide that they want to start touring again because they had taken, um, I think, two years off from touring. I could be yeah, wrong. About. I mean, they wanted to get back out wanted to get back out on the road. And so Mick Taylor joins them. And the first concert Mick Taylor plays is at Hyde Park where there's 500,000 people there. And it coincidentally, it wasn't planned like this, was actually two days after um, Brian Jones had died. So it was kind of became a funeral for Brian Jones in a way. And it's one of the all-time most iconic Mick Jagger looks ever with the all-white. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe what he's wearing, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, and... Keith Richards described uh, Mick Taylor's uh, playing in that as his first uh, show was Baptism by Fire. And that kicked off the 1969 U.S. tour, which was inc- was a great tour. And is also, um, that is the tour where Mick Jagger dons the iconic um, blue, like, jumpsuit with, like, the red America tall hat, uh, top hat. <laughs> um, and so uh, Let It Bleed this is just another perfect album and the 1969 us tour obviously there's the um they have a live album of that on spotify called get your yaya's out um that is fantastic and i guess what yeah, we can do because we're on the 1969 yeah on the 1969 tour we have to get to the one thing that happened that wasn't very good which was altamont and mitch do you want to explain it or do you want me to go um i mean i could start so yeah start it off Basically, the Stones are touring, and um, there's kind of just been Woodstock and all this rage about uh, all these free concerts that are going on across the country, and um, in California, it's kind of the Grateful Dead that are putting on all these concerts. Um, So they kind of link up with them to play a show in Northern California, at the Altamont Speedway. Coachella West. Yeah. Or not Coachella West, uh, Woodstock West. <laughs> Woodstock West. Coachella. Uh, so they're trying to put on a big free concert in California with their help um, at the Altamont Speedway. Um, yes, yeah, so like when you take the five and you go up to um, San Francisco, instead of going to Sacramento, you take like a left at the thing and it's right there when you're going into the bay. And so... At that time in um, California and all these shows, um, the main security for all these concerts was the Hell's Angels, the biker group. Um, and that's not to say that there weren't like, you know, police officers there. There were police officers there, but just the majority of the like, um, you know, yeah, the Stones didn't personal. like the cops yeah. too at this time. Yeah. 
So they they preferred the Hell's Angels, which. Mm-hmm. And like that's how, know how that you know out. that's Keep how going. it was done, and that's all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're gonna do this. And so, mm-hmm. Altamont, you have a ton of like, you have the Grateful Dead, you have Santana, Jefferson Airplane, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and then Graham Parsons with the Flying Burrito Brothers. Um, so just this great lineup out in the California hills. Um, and then Brian, you can take over if you want. Yeah. So what happens is, um, pretty, pretty much right. When the stones get there, they can tell that something's not right. The people who are there are just fucked up. They're on acid. They're drunk on gross wine there and people are naked and like and not even not even just the, the people mud, like, like the hell's angels too the main the, yeah security the hell's angels are is... tripping they're it's bad it's really bad and they the stones can they start noticing this and the crowd's really there's this crowd's so fucking crazy during the stones playing you have a naked woman try to crawl onto the <laughs> stage you have a dogs running all around it's just a shit show, and as the night goes on, the Hell's Angels are just getting more and more pissed off with dealing with this crowd. And so when the Stones finally take the stage, they start playing Sympathy for the Devil. And um, during this song, yes, during this song, um, before, actually, I should set up that, before they started playing Sympathy for the Devil, they pretty much said, hey, cool it. If you guys don't calm the fuck down, we're not going to play. Yeah, they stopped the you show. you can see in this... Yeah, and you could see, like, Mick and Keith are legit, like, oh, fuck, this is scary, because they are surrounded by people, and there's not, like, a, they did get out of there, but it wasn't like they had a bunch of security for them. Yeah, and so, the terrifying um, thing, too, is, like, the stage is so tightly packed and surrounded by all these people, and then you have, like, five, like, two to 500,000 people out in the hills that you just can't see. There's no lights on it everywhere, but you just feel all this energy and all these people surrounding the stage that you just haven't like can't see. Yeah. It probably smelled so terrible. Um, and so basically after they give the warning, they start playing sympathy for the devil and some guy pulls out a gun and then is stabbed by a hell's angel multiple times, kicked, beat up and he dies. Meredith and the stones rush out of there. Meredith. What? The, the guy's name with the mm. teal like suit and yeah, top yeah, hat. And the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this really was a stain on the stones for a little bit. I'm, I'm not saying people didn't like the stones because of them. I'm just saying that the stones were labeled as dangerous because of this, which was kind of, it was stupid because it was not the stones fault. But um, the Altamont, they, they were beat up after Altamont. And, um, at the end of this 1969 tour is when they're cutting actually a bunch of the tracks for the upcoming album, Sticky Fingers. Um, but Altamont, you can't tell the story of the Rolling Stones without talking about Altamont. It was a wild event, truly wild event. Um, Mitch, you're up. Give us another song, and we'll just keep this going until we've told all our stories. Um, I have... See. My next song is a song off the Rolling Stones' first album, which was entirely composed of covers. Um, and it is called I Just Want to Make Love to You. Classic song. 
Great song. Mick really works the the early 60s or mid-60s by then crowd with that. Um, I like that one a lot. I'm going to send us into a completely different era here, Mitch, with my next pick. I'm going to take off the album Some Girls in 1978, my first favorite Rolling Stones song, ironically. This was the song that I was in fifth or sixth grade. This was the one I love the most, Far Away Eyes. Um, another just classic Stones country lick. You have the slide guitar yeah. being played by Ron Wood um, and a really funny music video of them just kind of all blandly staring at the camera playing the song. Um, <laughs> just a little slow just, down and a little country twang on Yeah, and mixed country fake accent <laughs> is just all time. It's so great, especially on that song. Um, so, yeah, Far Away Eyes. Some Girls is just like I, – I know Some Girls is not – um, Sticky Fingers, Exile, or Let It Bleed. It's damn good, though. It's a completely different style. And that's like we were talking about with the differences in guitar players, Ron Wood's influence on uh, Some Girls. Yeah, I mean, I could have I could have bet that, you know, you'd have a healthy amount of Some Girls. You love your, um, you know, disco. You love your... I do, I do. I have a, this vinyl I got that's a... It's a disco extended version of miss you where it's just like (laughs) i looked it up and it's basically like this cut is just keith playing the bass and keith's just going crazy on the bass the whole time and it's a great song Um, i'll have to play that next time we're together um but yeah how about you uh hit us with your next pick as we move along because we do have some trivia tonight folks yeah next i got under my thumb off aftermath Mm. um I, to me, it's in the same kind of vein as uh, some of the previous songs I've done, like, you know, Angie. Um, but just, I, don't, I just think it's wonderful songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I agree. Um, softer side, or not softer side, uh, the under my thumb is just such clever wordplay. Um, it's such a... I don't know, with some Stone songs, it's like sometimes you're just like, fuck, I wish I was around and I could have thought of that because it's yeah. just so like classic and clever. Um, I am going to go next year, and this is a song I I just can't believe it's still on the board, and I think we could say that about like a bunch of songs. Yeah. But um, Sympathy for the Devil, we just spoke about it. Uh, maybe Mick Jagger's best uh, lyrics in a song, the, with the story he paints there. Um, and also on the previously mentioned Get Your Yaya's uh, 1969 uh, live album, Sympathy for the Devil is ridiculous on it, and I'm mm-hmm. going to give a shout-out to our boy Chris Lusich because <laughs> yeah. we know he loves that. <laughs> Paint it black, you devil! <laughs> yeah, it's so great. So great. Wonderful. Um, um, yeah, what do you got? Next, I got You Gotta Move off Sticky Fingers. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just you're just painting your sticky fingers album and you're just like glaring at me cuz I took dead flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean I told you it's my favorite album. Uh, it's a great album. Also, you got to move um recorded in Muscle, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, just one of the most unbelievable recording studios in the history so of recording. So did they studios. do Wild Horses and You Gotta Move There, or was it Brown Sugar and You Gotta Move There? All three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brown Sugar, Wild huh. Horses, and You Gotta... Brown Sugar, whose original name was what, Brian? Black Pussy. 
wonderful song. I, I mean, we're giving you the truth here on the yeah. podcast, so that is a fact. Um, I like that. I like that call. Um, and I'm now going to take another track off uh, Goat's Head Soup here, and we'll get into what one of the things that makes the Stones so great with this song is um, it's called Do 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 Heartbreaker. Um, and the horn section on it is unbelievable. And Mitch, you know what I always say. Never, never underestimate a good, a horn, good section. horn section. Never do. I never will. Um, and one of the main reasons the Stones have always had such a great horn section is the Bobby great Keys. Bobby Keys. Um, best friends with Keith Richards. Um, and he played the saxophone and he was just tremendous. And on this uh, track, Do 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 Heartbreaker, the horns really carry the second part of the song. And the Stones are so great at that. Yeah, I was going to get into the, you know, the horn section with my first pick, Can't Hear Me Knocking, but I thought that, you know, I'd let you have. I got I got to say my line. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I wasn't going to steal that one from you. I, I was debating it, but, you know. Uh, what do you got for us? We'll go like probably like 15, 10 or 15 more minutes, and then we'll get into some trivia. That sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm going to go through another cover. Off, oh, uh, you son of a bitch. Rolling Stones 2. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I got Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. Ooh. Song originally made famous Some... by Solomon Burke. Just a freaking banger of a song. And, and a movie that we are going to break down on the pineapple couch quite soon has that song in it as well, The Blues Brothers. Yeah. The greatest movie of all time. That's why I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that. Um, I'm going to follow that up with another cover. This is what I was worried. Um, this is a, actually a Smokey Robinson song. This is on Some Girls. It's called uh, Just My Imagination. And <laughs> it is just an incredible song. I highly, highly encourage you to go on YouTube and watch the 1978 live version of it. Because there's just it's just so good. It's a great song, obviously. And the Stones really carry it to the next level. Um, just the idea of the song, it's like, basically to sum it up, it's like this guy who thinks he has this girl and all of this and the whole song, you're like, Oh, he has this girl. And then the end he realized, and then he realizes she doesn't even fucking know him. So it's great because it's all in his imagination. Um, that's a great song. What do you got for me, Mitch? Um, I got off, let it bleed, uh, love in vain. Hmm. So that's a, did they write that? Right, they did. Or did the Robert? I know. I think they wrote that. Never so. mind. Yeah. No, you're right. Sorry. Sorry for fucking it up. Keep going. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a great song. Great blues song. Um, I'll keep it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going blues. to. I'm going heavy blues on yeah. this list. Yeah. I'm gonna take uh, a song off Exile on Main Street. The opening track, um, "Rocks Off." fantastic horns on that song mm -hmm. and one of the my favorite Mick Jagger lines is uh, the sunlight bores the daylights out of me I think that's a great song um, off my favorite Stones album there so you know I gotta get some more on there Mitch what do you got for us next I got off let it bleed country honk mm. so, this, so this brings a question for you are you a country honk fan or a honky tonk woman fan um, I, 
show you right here. I don't have honky tonk woman written down, but I have country honk written okay. down. So I'm yeah. with you. The so I had um in my car in high school. I had like the some girls tape cassette and the um, let it bleed. And what always fucked with me is when country honk would come on and there's those honking. Yeah. And so every time I played that song, I thought like someone was honking at me. But I mean, it's it's a, it's such a great song. Um, and now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna steal a track off your album, Sticky Fingers, and it's it's the closing track, Moonlight Mile. Um, I don't even know how to describe what the what the guitar sounds like. It's just it sounds great. That's all I'll yeah. say. I don't know how he does it. I don't get it. You can. You it's said, one of the silkiest. You want to get into the open G tuning? It's just one of the silkiest um, I, songs that they've written. You know, it just mm-hmm. and it builds. So it builds. Smooth. Yeah, I mean, open G tuning is kind of something that, um, you know, Keith again learned from all the old blues guys that he was touring with, starting in like you know sixty three, sixty four. Um, but, and he used to even take off the, um, the bottom string. Top string. Um, oh, the bottom string. So it was just a five, it was, it's basically a banjo tuning. So what happened is, you know, in the Bible Belt, everybody was playing banjos. And then mm-hmm. the Sears catalog comes out with the, you know, a, a, a cheap Gibson that, you know, people start buying and playing, but they don't know how to tune it. Um, any other way than how they're tuning their banjos. Um, so everybody in the South started playing, you know, open tuning on their acoustic guitars. And so when he's touring with, you know, Ry Cooter and Bo Diddley and Don Everly, he's picking up all this open tuning. Um, and, you know, it just kind of became more and more of an influence as they, uh, you know, moved on to their later albums, like, you know, Flash, Jumpin' Jack Flash is one of their iconic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, open tuning songs. And, like, you know, just all of his riffs um, are open G tuning. Yeah, what a wizard. The greatest rhythm guitarist of all time. Um, let's let's hear another pick. Let's, let's keep adding to this playlist. Um, next, I got another shout-out to buddy Chris Lusich. Um, song that he plays probably more than any other stone song i would think is hey negrita Ooh, Ooh. just a dirty dirty lick and off black and blue off black and blue 1976 wonderful song i don't know a song that gets chris pumped up just like that song you know just just some filthy filthy guitar in that intro i like that um i'm gonna follow that up with uh, another song off exile on main street uh, there's actually a documentary named after the song of the Stones. Um, it's called Shine a Light. And it was originally, Mick Jagger wrote it in 1969. And it was cast a line or something else. And it was all about, it was going to be about Brian Jones, how he died. And he, at the time he was like, eh, it's too soon. Like he wasn't ready to like do that. And then so a couple years went by and they changed it to Shine a Light. Um, the organ in this song is incredible. And it's just like with all these songs, just an all-time classic. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I got another song off Sticky Fingers. 
bitch. Mm, each bear. Each bear. Uh, wonderful song. I mean, I don't know what else to the, go the, into you know, with Stinky yeah, Fingers. Like, I, I think we've said everything we can say about the horns in the, the the horns in that uh, in bitch are fucking incredible live. Um, so I think we've we've touched on pretty much all the points we wanted to talk about with the Rolling Stones. So we'll end it here. We're gonna each do two more picks. Um. Or actually, I have two more picks, and okay. you have one more because you just went. Oh, um, fine. So I'm gonna follow that up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take "Beast of Burden" off some girls. Okay. Just uh, just all time, all time glassy riff. Yeah. What this, do you got? This is gonna be a definite honorable mention for me because you know, Keith says that "Beast of Burden" is like the one song you can look at when you think about the guitar weaving between you know, the the two guitars, and you can't really tell mm-hmm. what you know, what's lead and what's rhythm and, you know, just switching off between, you know, kind of riffs and, and melody and all these different things playing with another guitarist. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely important song in the realm of Rolling Stones influence. All right. Your last pick. Um, This is tough. There's so many good songs we're leaving off this. We'll add some Ugh. more to the playlist for the good people. Um, I have a cup. <laughs> I'm going to do... Let's see, you've got some of these. Did you do Miss You? No, I didn't. I'm going to take Miss You off Some Girls. Great. That's got see. That's got to be, it's got to be on the um, Rolling Stones playlist. I'm going to end it with. I'm um, see. I was gonna get cute, but I'm not gonna get cute. I'm gonna go with, you. I mean, with some of these Stone songs, you can like you can make the argument that it's the greatest rock and roll song of all time. You can't always get what you want. Off, let it bleed, and then I'm gonna say an honorable mention to satisfaction should be on this list. Yeah, but that's what. Yeah. I knew we were going to miss that. But I also, I, did too. Know, I, I also know that it's one of the best songs of all time and one of the most important songs of all time. One of the first and, songs but, that they wrote. And everyone knows that song. Yeah. So if we're trying to get people deeper into the stones, they obviously know Satisfaction. So what we're going to do with this is we're going to compile a playlist and we'll post it onto uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever we share the podcast out. Um, and then let us know of other bands you want us to do with this um i believe next week mitch and i are going to be joined by alex and michael and we're gonna do the growlers and talk about um their catalog and so that'll be a lot quicker obviously than a band like the stones um but yeah if you like this uh if you like this give us some recommendations for bands and if you want to hop on maybe we can get that going especially with trivia too anyone is welcome to join um mitch thank you so much um we'll have you back in just a moment to defend your trivia crown before we uh yeah. before we go uh what's what are your thoughts going into the match um i'm just ready to put dustin in his place i think he's been talking a lot of game and mm. i just want to show that i'm the dominant force in this friendship in this trivia world yeah in this trivia world um i mean i know tim like Tim's kind of been sitting at home all day, so he's probably been 
watching a lot of Jeopardy and a lot of good trivia stuff, but he also doesn't have star. Tim burns. just watches Family Feud all day. Yeah, he also doesn't have star burns, so you know. Yeah, it's true. Weak guy says he's gonna get star burns and then doesn't get star burns. Yeah. Classic cool. story. All right, Mitch. Well, thanks for talking. The Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and roll band of all time, and we'll be right back in a second on the Pineapple Couch for some trivia. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back on to the Pineapple Couch Trivia. A quick uh, editor's note, per se. There was a lost episode of the Pineapple Couch Trivia game. We had uh, Mitch and Mark beat Dustin and Tim, but by the graces of the gods, we weren't able to salvage that audio recording. So that's why the pod's coming a little later this week. So what we're going to do is Tim is going to host no today. And um, it's going to be Dustin and I versus Mark and Mitch for some Pineapple Couch trivia. All right, Tim, take it away. All right, let's go, guys. Um, just a little preface. These <laughs> wait, wait, questions. Are we going to do the double up before a round? Do we like that? Oh, yeah, I'm down for that. So before, once in the game, before a round, when you know the category, you can choose to double up. And so whatever your question, if you get that question right that round, that's two points. So, does this also mean that if the other team steals, they also get double? Yep. All right. That sounds good. Oh. I like it. Are we going to know the categories? Because when we were playing before, we knew all the categories. Are we going to know all the categories before we start playing, or is it just going to be... Before each... It should be two questions per round, different categories. We'll know them per round. Right, well, Tim? Okay. Tim. Well, but he's not going to yeah. announce it um, before we go through the rounds. No, he's okay. going to announce it as we go along. Okay. And give us an opportunity right. to double up if we want. Okay. Yeah, I'll announce oh, wait. the category. You should time. announce all of them. You should announce. I was just saying oh, it no. just it changes the strategy on whether or not what we I want think, to double up. I think it's got to be random. Okay. Son of a bitch. I didn't understand anything that anyone Sorry. was just saying. It's okay. I don't think any of you guys are going to get any of these questions anyway, so. It'll <laughs> okay. be a great game of trivia. Not a single one. <laughs> Uh, the first category of the day is history. We'll follow that up with some basketball. The third category of the day is console wars, followed up by Mario Kart. And then we have two last categories, 2010s rap and 2000s rock slash alternative. You guys right. ready? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I, just said, I just said, Tim, are you going to do all the that's categories? What I, that's literally what I asked, like, that's, too. Yeah, so there was no point to that conversation. It was almost like you didn't have to ask because you were about to find out. But anyway. Okay, prepare. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. I'll just sit in the back Host of class and just fucking... 60 seconds you know? and has already taken shots. All right, Tim, take it away. You guys ready? Never listen to anything Question number said, one. Yeah. Okay, so reigning champs Mark and wait, wait, wait. Okay, get yeah. to choose if they are going to go first in the first question or not, right? Mark? Um... I'm thinking... What are you thinking, Mitch? Last time we gave it to him... I, I say we go... I. <laughs> all right you guys go first yeah we'll go first i think that's right. what we're going said. first we're going first sounds good question number one where was napoleon born the famous napoleon, napoleon so this is to them okay yeah 
I want to say France, but that just seems too fucking easy. That seems way too easy. Is Tim trying to... But, but like, dude, it's Tim. And this is why I wanted to give them the first question, because I wanted to know what kind of psycho games he's playing as host. Uh... <clears throat> Wait, how specific do we have to be? Countries? The fucking if country. What do you mean? The well, country, I mean, it could be a city. You name <laughs> I don't know island. if it's a city. I'll give you a hint. It's an island. You could also no. say... No! They're not going to get it. <laughs> if they don't know what it is. <laughs> it's an island? Isn't everything technically an island, Tim? If you look big enough? Cool. <laughs> um... Uh, There's a clock that the, the host is supposed to kind of be like, hey, answer the question quicker. You guys, That's got, what I've learned. You guys got 10 seconds? <laughs> that should be got like 10 seconds for everybody, right? I don't know. Fucking Sicily. Is that your final answer? Three. I don't know any. Two, uh, what's one. a French island? I don't know a French island. Final answer is Sicily. That is not correct. All right. So it's to us now? It goes what to Dustin and Brown. Okay, so, Dustin, I'm pretty sure that um, this island that he was born on, I don't know if that's the same island that he was, like, put in prison on at some point in his life, but I know that happened. For some reason, I want to say Naples. I don't even know if that's an island, but do you want to go with Naples? No. What do you want to go with? (laughs) I don't know. Not that. Um, Because he gets sent to prison on island. Island? Naples. 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 Naples is incorrect. Okay, now the you island help. is called Corsica. It is a part of Italy. Oh, Fuck okay. you. Okay. <laughs> it's Italy. We should have talked about that round. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Second question goes to B. Robin Dustin. In 1996, the Taliban rose to power in Afghanistan after receiving support from at least three foreign governments. Name two. The United States and Russia. Is that your final answer? It, yeah, because I think the USSR was disbanded by 1996. It was, I think, in the late 80s. Yeah, I'm going to go U.S. and Russia. Incorrect. I don't know. It's it's got to be the U.S. and I want to say Israel. Because that sounds like something that would happen. I thought they were pulling the strings on both sides. And Brian, the fall of the USSR was 91. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, okay... The U.S. and Russia aren't going to team up on anything when it comes to... I thought to... it was like they were funding uh, different sides of the war. I forget what that was. They're, there was something that Russia is, was... Who is, who is supporting the Taliban? The Taliban... Um... Okay, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Five seconds. <laughs> Turkey? U.S. Right. and Turkey. I'm going to say U.S. and Turkey. Right. Incorrect. Fuck. <laughs> We've got U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Pakistan. God. And I just said Saudi Arabia. 
you didn't. And we aren't history majors. <laughs> I thought that, right. would, that one would be easier to guess, though. I mean, yeah. the island, really? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's An keep it up. Yeah, that, the Napoleon question is bullshit, Tim. You know okay. that. What's the I next round? Italy. What's the next round? It would have been hilarious if the answer was free. You should be able to get a couple of these. <laughs> All right. What round? What round? What's the category? Uh, basketball. Yeah. And the first oh. question is going to. Oh wait, wait, wait! Can I double up? Right? Can I double up on this round? Sure. Yeah. All right, we're doubling up. <laughs> All right, that like we're probably going to get it wrong. Okay. There's no like Marvel section, so. Question number one to be Robin Dustin: Which player recorded the most blocks during the 2018-19 NBA regular season? <laughs> <laughs> season so this is last season it wasn't that uh, it wasn't Davis because it's the same man who is it the same guy who starred Corona is it Rudy Gobert final answer no it's not Rudy Gobert fuck that was my guess Uh, I was going to say names of basketball players that may or may not be relevant I'm thinking yeah, maybe Giannis. Cool. Could Giannis do that? No. Uh, I'm thinking maybe. Not. My heart is fucking pounding. What the? <laughs> this is for two you points, know it? Mitch. We gotta you know it up. now, or, or you, no? Are you I have no idea. You don't know it. Hmm. Um, I was I was so going Stifle Tower, but now that you have paved the way for our our second try, um. <laughs> Dwight Howard's not around anymore, really. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, realistically, is there a timer going on, or are we just like chatting? Yeah. It, oh, it actually just stopped. We're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> What's your final answer? Um, final answer is Clint Capella. I don't. Incorrect. Know. It is Miles Turner. Wow, I would yeah. not have guessed that. Yeah, it kind of blew me away when I looked that up. I was going to maybe guess Hassan Whiteside or Giannis we thought about too, and then maybe Embiid, but Miles Turner, I thought he was a soft bitch. Not for boxing, right. I guess. I mean, so is Rudy Gobert, but... True, true. Question number two going to Mitch and Mark. What they don't, player... This is not doubled up for them. Okay. No. Okay. Unless we say, okay. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you would have to do that before the round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Sounds good. Before the round or before our question? Once I feel like he that announces so the category of the round, we both can say like, "Hey, if we want to double up." Okay. 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 I think it makes sense. Sure. Okay. What player received the famous "the kiss" from a fan during the NBA playoffs in 2002? <laughs> You kidding me, Jim? Like some... Um, playoffs? Yeah, don't don't guess anything. I'm thinking. Uh, the 2002 playoffs. 2002 playoffs. Dude, I don't fucking know. <clears throat> I don't know, like fucking Metal World Peace or something. I'm used to like always being talking because I like host the pod and now I just want to have my mouth fucking shut because I don't want to go away. <laughs> Ten seconds. I don't I have no idea. 
Mitch, give me a Hail Mary. Options. I gave you a Hail Mary. Metal World Peace. Yeah, <laughs> I no, like I like somebody it. Would get Metal, Metal World and, Peace, yes. final answer. Incorrect. Sorry. Okay, so I'm thinking that the, so the 2002 playoffs, Shaq was the finals MVP. So Shaq is my leading guesser. But the fact that I have, I don't remember the kiss makes me think it's some sort of Kings thing that only Tim remembers. But <laughs> I'm staring at Tim's face. And he's not giving it. <laughs> Tim's got the poker face. Tim, have you ever thought about being a blackjack dealer in Vegas? A lot of air shack. Yeah, but I'm really bad at card games. So a lot of air shack. I was gonna say Shaq. Ten seconds. Okay, we're gonna go Shaq. It's not Shaq. It's Bobby Jackson. You had you had the right the right idea, Brian. Six man of the year. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the the kiss was more famous than the. What was no, the kiss? no one was outside easy. of Sacramento knows who Bobby Jackson is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you who Bobby Jackson is. That was such a yeah, he was he was a good player. Bobby Jackson dove into the stands for a ball and uh, landed in this lady's lap and she kissed him. There's like a bobblehead of it. It's a pretty cool moment in Sacramento history. All right, all right. <laughs> Settle down, Tim. <laughs> Next category: the console wars. First to ten points, correct? <laughs> zero, zero. <laughs> Tim's just trying to we pitch only a know four right out of twenty-six. So don't worry. There's some easier ones in here. I hope. Console <laughs> wars. First question is going to Mitch and Mark. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mark, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Not here, not here, not here. Not here? What What are you thinking? Is that Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, console wars, go. Question number one, what is the highest highest selling video game console of all time in terms of units sold? Highest selling video game console of any console ever, yeah. Units. Fuck. Global global units sold. Wait, totally. I want to maybe say the Wii. Um, I also maybe want to say either Xbox or PlayStation. Oh wow! So the that really three. narrows it down. Well, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm just, but also like within that, there's like. I think Wii's our best guess. I would say Wii. We is incorrect. Okay. We didn't was... even lock that in, but that was going to be our yeah. final answer. But could you confirm? You guys are out of time. So. Okay. <laughs> I know it's not Xbox. Okay. Well, they're out. They didn't get it. So we're up. I know we still have time. What do you think? It's. I know it's not Xbox. So is it GameCube? I remember looking. I looked at the list not that long ago. Correct. I remember laughing at Xbox and saying F Xbox. Is it PS2 or 3? Is it, it PS3? Might, it might be PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2? I feel like Nintendo, like, 3DS is on there for some reason, too. (laughs) Game Boy Advance. Because it's world, bro. Let's go PS3. Tim hates it. (laughs) I'm just trying not to, like, give anything away with my face. I keep, like, hiding it. So, (laughs) PlayStation 3, I guess. You got 10 seconds. Is that your final answer? I don't know. Yeah. PS3 is incorrect. It was the PS2. You guys were so fucked up. I thought one of you would have that. PS2 sold 155 million units. Uh, What? Absolutely the most legendary shit ever. (laughs) 
Yeah, dude, and uh, Need for Speed Underground mm-hmm. 2 isn't on that shit. And that was the best game of all time. All right, question two. Going to be Robin Dustin. Zero, zero still. <laughs> Tim's <laughs> a hell of a host. <laughs> what, was your title? Easy, boys. what was the title of Shigeru Miyamoto's first game? <laughs> Miyamoto. Oh, you think that that helps. Oh? Thanks. The clear- oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, that's the dude who made Mario, maybe. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you know. Yes, that's the guy who made Mario. No, no. Mm. Uh, thank you, Tim. Sweet. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. that, great. <laughs> that's, what's the first Mario? What's the title of this one game, right? Wait, wait. So it's the first, <laughs> the first game he ever made? Yes. First game he ever made. Uh. That like released. Oh, that was that became an actual game. Is it an adventure game? Can I ask that? No. Whoa, whoa, chill, Tim. Chill. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's an adventure game. No, I didn't. I no. I I, I can't. You can't answer that. I said. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I was answering the question. Can I ask that? And I said no. No. Like, like. I don't know. It could be OG Donkey Kong. Super Mario World. Is that your final answer? We want to go with that? I don't know. I feel like I'm just taking shots at... Three, two, one. Uh, OG Donkey Kong. Yeah, you're right. That's the first question. 1964? Dustin pulled that out of his ass at the last second. I asked him. I was asking him the whole time. I was about to say Super Mario. Yeah, and I switched, and then I went back to the sign of a champion. Nice job, Dustin. Brian, zero credits. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin's a good teammate. The Robin Dustin, first one's on the board tonight. We are moving on (laughs) to Mario Kart. Uh, first question is going to be Robin. Yeah, we're going to double up this round. But Tim's going to get okay. really crafty with these questions, I already know, but I think we can handle it. All right. I think you can handle it, Mark. No, he's going to do, like, what year, which so one sold the most. Like, it's going to be some fucking bullshit, Tim. <laughs> so are you guys doubling up or not? <laughs> can you tell me what our remaining categories are? No, no. You already heard it at the top. Well, well, no, come on. Shut up. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the category. Okay. It's like, it's like 2010s hip hop. Look yeah. at your oh, yeah. fucking 2000s rock yeah. alternative. Yeah, it just can't handle the, the rest, pressure. The last two categories are music. So we'll we'll double up here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In Mission our fourth ever. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> our we're, fourth we're ever with... Mario Kart game. Me, Robin, Dustin, I the first played one, as right? A. Ready, ready. These <laughs> losers guys, can just keep just talking. Wow, wow so. about like, <laughs> answering each other's question questions. Number one in the Japanese version of Super Mario Kart. <laughs> Love Both that version. Bowser so and Princess times. Peach celebrate Grand Prix wins in what way? Japanese version only. That's kind of what a hint. The fuck. <laughs> There is not a damn person listening to this right now. Wait, so they're 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 them winning a race celebration. What is it? Yeah, and it's you're saying that I should use base that is from Japanese. Is this 
am I stereotyping here, Tim? Are you telling me to stereotype Japan? The main thing you want to know is... What are you setting me up for here? It was changed for the U.S. version. (laughs) Now I just feel like I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a dick. This is all you. (laughs) No idea. This is a great question. (laughs) 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 The thing is, this, this trivia is more of just like the world outside of this Skype call, just getting a little glimpse into <laughs> into Tim. It's, it's just, just a taste. You guys got 10 seconds. It's a taste of Tim. Um, what if they... Uh, I think they're getting married. Uh, they, ba- they bow. They take a bow. Final answer. A, a lone bow. A bow. No, that is incorrect. At least it wasn't racist. Mitch. <laughs> That's kind of racist. <laughs> A bow? Oh my! See, <laughs> Tim has got damn questions. Mitch, what are you thinking? It has to be something that they removed because they weren't no, cool with it in the U.S. Yeah, it was a low. It's it's for sure something gnarly. <laughs> I think I think Dustin was onto something with them getting married or like him capturing her. Or. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's something to do with like tentacles or in the storyline or just after, uh, fuck just you. Like, when they win Grand Prix. Could you be quiet? Thank you. Whenever you play as them and they win. <laughs> You're upset. Well, what do they do now, Mark? They just do like a little dab or something. What do they do now? Dude, Donkey Kong dabs all the time in Mario. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go right. off Dustin and say get married. Incorrect. They chug champagne. Chug champagne. Uh, like, like America isn't okay with drinking and Japan is. Tim, you threw us off with that hint, bro. I guess so. I'm sorry. These get, <laughs> the, the bonus ones that I have for uh, overtime are easier, I think. That was, yeah, that was a good way to do it. We missed out on the double, Mitch. I knew we shouldn't have done it on Mario Kart. What happened to B-Rub? CPN? Oh, that was that was their double. No, that was that our was double. Their double was NBA. Oh wait, we saw no, Mark. No, that was. Oh, oh yeah, we saw Mark. Use your double. We oh, you guys, you guys used it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Tim, wait, isn't Tim, it our on. Mario Kart question now? Yes, or it's our yeah, Mario but I, Kart, I, and I want to wait double. for B-Rub because. No, you you know what, I mean? what is part of part of being second is you get to think about it for two minutes. It would be unfair. <laughs> is he back? Well, he just back. showed himself, and then I told him. Oh, that. <laughs> so did, wait! They didn't even ask their question. Oh, um, drinking champagne. Okay, did they get it right? No, they Question number two. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Who owns the racetracks in Mario Kart? Oh, shit. Who owns this, the racetracks? Who owns this to them, right? Yeah. Did they double up this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, the dude on the cloud? Koopa? No, just Koopa's the, just like a worker, I think. He's just a... He's just the labor. But, like, that's also a good guess, and I'm kind of down with that guess. Well, I don't, it, you know, 
Yeah. Um. No, wait. Where do they hold the uh? Fifteen uh, seconds. The championship. Uh, the Grand Prix winners. Like, where's that? Five seconds. I have no idea, Mitch. Who's Peach's dad? Is he like the Lock king of the shit? Uh, we're going to say Koopa. I, what's his name? It's Koopa, right? Mitch? Uh, something. Koopa. Yeah, we're going to uh, say Koopa. Final Koopa. answer. <laughs> Koopa is not right. Okay, so it's our turn. Um, uh, it's Lakitu. But I don't oh, know yeah. the name. Yeah. It it's a company? I think it's something ink. Talk a little closer to the mic too when you're pontificating. <laughs> Very good vocab. But yeah, it's like too. Podcaster. Um is So that's how we're gonna say who owns it. No, I don't think I don't he need to hear it. that. He works at the company like owns it. <laughs> Lactate. Um Ten seconds. Uh, it's you. It's you. Lack it too. You're correct. It's look at you, right, too? Oh, yeah. suck it. Lack it too. Lack it too. Look at you, too. No, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. That's two points. Yeah, we oh, talked wait, about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Still... Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> wow. fucked up. I, got, I forgot his name. Damn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's what happens when you're. You had it, but you just... You called him Koopa. Yeah, I, I, don't, I forgot his yeah, name. No, that's, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> I was like, I was no, gonna say, Koopa? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to 2010's rap. First question goes to Mitch and Mark, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Question number one. In 2015, Meek Mill accused Drake of using a ghostwriter for his verse on Meek Mill's newest album, leading to an exchange of diss tracks between the two. The ghostwriter later confirmed Meek's claims. What was his name? The ghostwriter in question. What was his name? I have no idea. This is some... Dude, I... There's no <laughs> way I'm ever getting this. David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. John. Stu <laughs> Fuck. I probably have read this name once. Ever. I don't know. Probably like Huey Lewis. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Okay. Fine. We're going to... No, no, no. We're going to give it a good guess. <coughs> and we're going to say... Uh, DJ Khaled. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Incorrect. Um, Dustin and D-Rob. Uh, I want to say it's Quentin Miller. Holy shit, Dustin. I didn't think anybody was going to get that one. <laughs> Hey, go listen to Quentin Miller's That's music. Four zero. Me, uh, four zero. <laughs> four zero. Question number two. Go into uh, Dustin and B Rob. Oh, nice. Who said this? I don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Dustin, what you doing on your phone? He's. FaceTiming. (laughs) 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 
Ryan, <laughs> what? Ryan, how how have you not done a recording yet in your Spider-Man mask? It gets really hot and sweaty, to be honest with you. But yeah, I but mean, my I gotta God, that's it. good content. Fifteen <laughs> yeah. seconds. Um, can you repeat the line? I don't let no. the left hand know what the right hand is doing. No, he just asked a question. Jay Z? No. Lock in an answer. What? I don't like that they can whisper off mic. You guys should have driven to get together. Sorry, we're respecting the. Okay. Sorry, we're. YG, YG, YG. Nope. Okay. I'm sorry, safety comes first. Um. That sounds like some Muhammad Ali shit. What was the time arrow for this category, Tim? 2010. This was in 2017. What? what? Thank you, Tim. Did you give him the year? <laughs> oh, sorry. From the year. <laughs> It would have changed my whole. <laughs> really, would have changed like everything about that. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I'll give you guys a good hint on on your next one. Whoa, 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 whoa! That was get it. Oh. I mean, we're still slaughtering you. Or uh, uh, like, 20... pretty bad hint, because 2017 really doesn't help anybody. Well, I mean, <laughs> someone who might know the answer, and then they just go through the 2017 albums. They could. Right, I, don't get, care, like, I don't care. 2014 when YG saying that really is good Brian. Scared money don't make money. Okay. Five seconds. Kevin Gates. Oh. Kevin Gates. Who even is that? It's the guy, uh, two phones. Uh, he had another hit. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a good question. Uh, <laughs> for 2010's rap, it was it was an interview and like it, it went viral because he said that. So okay. I thought it was a pretty good question. He's Could doing his way more offensive. Question. 2000 rock alternative. Who starts them? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so wait, what's? No, no, no. It's you no. guys. No. Four yeah. You, Robin, Dustin, start this one. All right. So it's four zero. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it just worked okay. out this way. This is probably the easiest question in the entire thing. <laughs> Who is the leader of Death Cab for Cutie? The lead singer. Fuck. Tim, he, was ju- he was just featured on uh, the channel. <laughs> it just says Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> His first name. Yeah. Ben Gibbard. Got it. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> Five zero. Five I'm zero. Every second of this, I'm hating every goddamn. Second. Yeah, you guys wish I was the host now, don't you? Number two. I just reached into the Answer. back of my giant brain. <laughs> Sorry. Go Answer. ahead. Question number two. What is Owl City's real name? <laughs> What? Oh, that guy? Oh, my God. Can I phone a friend? No, we just <laughs> Adrian told me the game. 
Adrian, Adrian told me the other day she saw Owl City in Madison, Wisconsin in like seventh grade. <laughs> That's sick. That would be cheating. <laughs> uh, I believe girlfriends hey, are no, allowed. You said, yeah, no, so we didn't establish that before the game, though. It's that was in the game. lost recording. You said, uh, it's not are you the host? Go. Are you the host? No, but he is the god of the game. Thank you. Adrian. Thank you. Five zero. Are they going to answer the question or like, what's going on? I don't, dude. Tim, are you kidding me? <laughs> don't attack our host. He's doing There's a great still job. fourteen more questions, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> it's anybody's game. I mean, we got to get to ten. Games. We're halfway there. So. Yeah. So. Well. You have any idea? I'd, no idea. Zero infinity. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, I have no fucking idea what Owl City's name is. Okay. All Thomas Bird? Right. I don't um, know. <clears throat> Frank Ocean? The orchestra. Of Wailing Sinbads. Is that your final answer? Wait, no, no. It needs to be an <laughs> Um. Owl City's real name. Like what person, the guy's like name the or the what yeah. stand for? The person's name. Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Rachel Smith. No, no. No. Uh, what? Um fucking <laughs> care. Tim Salmon, final answer. That is wrong. <laughs> It, this is trivia, guys. It's not supposed to be something people hey, Tim, care about. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, but come on, Tim. All right. So we're starting over with history. We've got a lot more questions, guys. Don't worry. What was the answer? Oh, Adam Young. His name is Adam Young. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, duh. <laughs> is he related to Brigham? <laughs> of course. Where did Adam Young? Okay. That man brought God to Utah, Brian. Don't you talk down to him. <laughs> History uh, round two. Who goes first? Me? No, we went first last time because I'm a scurvy dog. Uh, me? Yeah, I got Ben Gibbard first of last time. So yeah, yeah but that was the easiest. I thought it was you. Too. You guys go first. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch and Mark. In 1804. <laughs> Vice President Aaron Burr shot and killed oh, former oh, secretary. That's my great uncle. That's my great uncle. Oh wow! You're kidding me, Tim. I didn't I, know that. I know it is. I know. I, I, know. I know this question. Yeah, shot and killed for your great uncle. That's insane. Secretary yeah, like, of Treasury you... in a duel. What was his name? Oh, oh you bitches! I don't even Brian, care. It's just a proud family moment for me. Brian, you've told me this before, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's this is American history. So there's there's no way I know the answer. Tim, Tim, let's get, let me get this straight. You're asking us who the Secretary of, Treasure, of the Treasury was in... I'm asking who Aaron Burr shot and killed, and he was the vice hey, president. Hey, bitch, stop trying to get more answers out of him. Just, no, no, you, you said... I thought you why said, don't you answer the question? Why don't you just answer the question? Brian, why don't you shut the fuck up? You're not the, you're not the host, all right? All right. <laughs> oh, nice 6-0 lead. It will be. 
All right. I mean, Vice President there, Aaron Burr. Does time not work? Does time not work? Like they have 15 seconds. Every time I'm you sorry, talk, Brian. the timer stops, <laughs> Brian. Sorry, I'm just in their head. Could you repeat the question, please? In 1804, I'll pause. In 1804, Vice President Aaron Burr shot and killed former. He's a gover- another government bigwig. What was his name? Hey, shut up! The, they Stop like duel. Adding. I'm pretty sure they duel. <laughs> yes, in a duel. That was so part of the question. In a he duel. shot him in a duel. Uh, yes. Dude, it's gotta be like fucking okay, 1804. Like, what? That's dude, it. Alexander Hamilton? I don't know. They got it. That was such a long what timer. They got, they that was literally the end of the oh, timer Brian? right there. Brian, uh, your family probably had Alexander Brian? Hamilton as the timer was hey. running out. Didn't actually, Mark. Oh. So suck it. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Secretary of Treasury. I'm going mate, Hamilton uh, all day. I also got shot. Hamilton. You just had to get Tim to just spoon feed you the answer. It's okay. They want this to be a competitive game. I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. I thought that was your great uncle. That's not his spoon feed. Be Robin Dustin in 2006. Vice President Cheney Cheney accidentally shot his friend while hunting what on a ranch in Texas. What were they hunting? I have no oh, idea. Man, what did Tim repeat the question and pause the time? I'll pause because I did that for no. Mark and Mitch. Thank you. That's and just common courtesy. Three massive hints. <laughs> 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 accidentally shot his friend while hunting what on a ranch in Texas. Who? Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. He shot his friend. What were they hunting? Ducks. Final answer? Final answer. That's correct. Yeah, so suck. It should be 7-0, but, you know, it's 6-1. Oh, okay, Brian. All right, you still owe us three massive hints. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, all those those the official answer is quail, but I gave you ducks. Okay, so there's your, there's those your are completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Thank you. Is a quail not a duck? No, quail and duck are two completely what? different things. Completely different animal. All right, it's five one. Out. I can't even like. Like what? It's six one. It's six to one. Tim, all right. Tim, Tim, on your, I, I suspect you use. I'll be better at this next time, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> I suspect you're using something crazy like Firefox. On Firefox, go search a quail and search a duck. <laughs> no, don't. Let's ask the next question. I'll make you a Venn diagram. Okay. <laughs> We're going back to basketball. <laughs> Wait, did they even get a shot at guessing that? No, because I told, oh. you, I told you guys you had it. Uh, yeah, well, okay. quails and ducks aren't the okay, same. Okay, we're thing. going back to basketball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let them go. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. All right. Who's this going to? It's them. Nice. Them. Mark and Mitch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what nickname did Nick Stauskas acquire after a closed captioning malfunction during his rookie season? What nickname did Nick Stauskas acquire after a closed captioning malfunction during his rookie season? I'm thinking it has to be like some Stankskis or like 
has to be a play on his name. Yeah. But like something like a spelling error that was like fire, so they kept it. Nick sounds like Nick's, I don't know. Yeah, Dick Stinkstis. Stink, Stinkstis. <laughs> yeah, Dick Stinkstis, final answer. <laughs> That's really your final answer? No. That's our final You think you what? can lie what? about final answers now? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> they said it. They said final answer. Yeah, that's okay. it. Um, I'm going to guess uh, the stork. Final answer? I have no idea. I just... I'm going to guess the ostrich. No, stork. stork. Final answer. Oh. The nickname is Sauce Castillo. We're moving on. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next. We're up first. Oh, yeah. I read that in his biography. Sauce <laughs> <laughs> Kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, did you just search so much easier when I was writing them? Okay. <laughs> did you just search hardest NBA trivia questions? <laughs> no, I just thought of like the hardest All right, yeah, I could yeah. possibly think of. Who's this going to? Me. Dustin, if you're up. Okay. Basketball gets its name from two what baskets that were used in the first game ever? Peach baskets. Damn, nice. Good job. What's the score? Thought that was harder. Cool. Seven to seven to one. Yeah. We're going back to console wars. This question is going to be Robin Dustin. Yeah, to us. What company (laughs) did Nintendo partner with in 1992 to make a CD-based console, but it never happened? Sega? Sega? It's either that or Atari. Sega. Final answer. Incorrect. I'd say we just go Atari. Uh, yeah, sure. Atari, final answer. Incorrect. It was Sony. Good job. That's, <laughs> that's such an important thing that happened. Come on. I remember what it looked Nintendo like. Nintendo screwed over Sony. They were about to make a Nintendo PlayStation, and Nintendo didn't like letting anybody else into the console industry and fucked them over and... Sony came back and just completely took that whole industry away from them. Moving on. You also just said that it didn't happen, and now we have Switches and PS5s. What do you mean? They never, they never teamed up to make that console. They, they never the the yeah, console that no, was the, no, pro- I know. Their part- the partnership. The partnership. All right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. Anywho. <laughs> This question is for Mark and Mitch, right? Yeah. Okay. What's the category? <laughs> I guess it doesn't I matter. I got a we're question still, for Brian. We're still in console wars. <laughs> I, a... I don't have any answers for you, Mitch. <laughs> How much do you hate being in the passenger seat and not in the driver's seat? <laughs> I mean, right now, I'm like, I'm on top in our relationship, so it feels pretty good. Order each of the major consoles in terms of unit sales during the Wii, Xbox 360, PS3 era. <laughs> Wii, Xbox 360, PS3. Order them in terms of sales. From least to greatest. This From is not to us. To right? From least to greatest? Mm-hmm. Well, judging, by Dustin's, judging by Dustin's previous research, I would put Xbox at the bottom. Yeah. And then PlayStation. No, 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 no because he was question, Tim. 
He was. I was thinking. <laughs> this is a different era. Yeah, no, this is a different era. Man. Different I was era. thinking PlayStation oh, at the bottom, Xbox in the middle, Wii on top. Sure. Yeah. That sounds. Did good you hear that, me. Tim? Final answer. So what was it? PlayStation bottom. Xbox Wii. Xbox. Incorrect. So least to greatest? Yes. Why? What era? Xbox, PS3, Wii, right? Xbox 360. It's the Xbox 360. You said you saw Xbox 360 was low, right? I'm pretty sure Wii's higher. I'm pretty sure it goes Xbox, Wii, PlayStation. But I don't know if the, like, the era changes. Let's just go. We're going to go in order from least to grace. Greatest Xbox, Wii, PlayStation. Incorrect. Tim, it's Xbox, it's, I, I know PS3, it. Wii. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. What did we do? PS3. Wii was on top during. Wii was on how do you, top. Yeah. How do you guys not know that? I mean, right. we've known all the other questions, and you haven't seemed to know that many. So I guess we'll just move <laughs> on. Yeah, I'm not really embarrassed by that. <laughs> Second round of Mario Kart questions. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> the Japanese or the Italian version this time? <laughs> um, okay, these ones I don't think are as bad. I don't know anymore. Uh, this is going to Tim's confidence is Mark shook. and Mitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to us. No, Tim's like I thought these were easy, but these please it's going to us. Just... Okay, all right. No, it's going to them. No, it's going to them. It's going to them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. In Mario Kart 8, four characters share Tim, you're doing a the great number job. one top speed. Name two. Name two? That's easy. Dry Bowser and Bowser. Final answer? Final answer. Bingo. You got it. Good job. Good. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. I knew the heavier characters. Yeah. Mar- er, Dustin and B-Rob, name every item the player can hold behind them in Mario Kart 8. What? Give me Mario Kart 8 questions all day, Tim. <laughs> Every <laughs> item. You're comparing the difficulty of this question to the difficulty of his question. Every item? Okay. Right. Let's so start. not not including the ones that spin around you, the ones that you have to hold the trigger and hold behind you. Okay, you have bananas, you have green and red turtle red. shells. You have blue, blue turtle shells. Shell. You have... Um, Coins. Coins. You get coins. Coins. You have um the boomerang. You have boomerang. the um. You have the uh, uh the the thing that uh, the oh thing. the bomb that sends the shockwaves out that kills the um yeah. blue turtle shells. Uh-huh. Am yeah. I the red thing? That does that like what am I supposed to? <laughs> the call ones that? that you can, the ones that you can hold behind your your cart while you're driving name all of them oh bananas red turtle shells blue turtle wait so like the a boomerang doesn't count then because you throw the boomerang Tim, you can't answer that okay, well, oh like no God. that's uh, like <laughs> you can't i'm just talking about things. the ones okay sorry just the yeah. ones that you that drag behind your cart when you hold the, the okay trigger. so green and red turtle shells bananas um you can do it with that uh, audio block thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Time, Tim? What's the time looking like? Just ended. Just ended. Okay, right, can so, I get an answer, please? Thank you. Green, green, red, and red turtle shells. You can hold um, a uh, fucking shit, banana. And then the uh, bounce, audio bounce thing that um, it kills the blue turtle shells. Final answer. Fuck. Incorrect. Okay, so it's green shell, blue shell, banana, bomb. Final answer. Incorrect. You can't hold the blue shell behind your cart. Oh, I, me- I didn't Red mean shell. to say blue shell. Well, but he said it and oh. said final answer. What did I say? I said red shell. Dude, I was no, you said, said, you said green shell, blue shell. Blue shell. <laughs> said blue oh, shell. I was like, too cocky. I... Yes. Oh, I knew uh, that one. The banana, bitch. the green shell, the red shell, and the bomb bomb. All right. Well, that's fucking awesome. Good job, Mark. We're moving on to 2010's rap again. Okay, sweet. Really relevant questions last time. It's for us. B-Rob and Dustin. In Drake's 2014 song, Jungle, what are the reasons this person loves him? (laughs) Who? Drake. What are the reasons the the person that the song's about, why did they love him? Um, Because he has money. (laughs) Because he has money. Final answer. Incorrect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't see another reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I I hate Drake and everything about him. So I should know. Like, I'm sorry. Fuck. I mean, every song. Oh uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, because he's from Canada. Um, fuck. Because he has a great health insurance. <laughs> Universal health care? <laughs> uh, TikTok, TikTok. 20 seconds. Mark, Mark, I have no idea. 20 seconds? That's, a, that's way too much. I've been much. giving everyone a minute break. because 30 <laughs> seconds is ridiculous. Yeah, you guys... Bullshit. Can't even understand the question in 30 seconds. <laughs> you haven't asked me to, like, cure cancer yet. <laughs> Five seconds. Name every element yeah. of your <laughs> table. <laughs> 94. I know that. Oh, uh, there it is, I, boys. I, All right, what was the answer? It's I don't things, know. Universal health The things you can't change are the reason they love Fuck, him. Tim. I know you knew that one too. I knew that. You were so close to it. (laughs) I had to run through the lyrics in my head, and then Brian kept on interrupting me. This is fucking terrible. It's just how the game goes. (laughs) All right. Second round of uh, 2000s Rock Alternative. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Okay. First question is going to. They didn't get a rap question. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Mark and Mitch. Uh,. What does the cover of Kanye's 2018 album, Yay, say? Oh, fucking shit. Are you serious? There are words on I'm the cover. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. Oh, is it? Um, it's like I hate being bipolar. Is that it, Mitch? Uh, oh, um... 
It's that fucking little thing about it's being something bipolar. Fucking, yeah. I hate yeah. being bipolar. It's awesome or something. I don't know. I have to get the exact thing they, that is on the album, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. 20 seconds. I don't You're going to know this before me, Mark. Something like ten that. seconds. Oh, uh, well, I'm gonna say lock it in. I hate being bipolar. Uh, it's awesome. Correct. <laughs> oh! God, it could be 7-5 right now, Mitch. I'm fucking right, pissed. 9-1. Second round. <laughs> 2000s Rock Alternative. Be Robin Dustin. No, they go first no. this time. Us. Oh, yeah. Mark and Mitch. In 2011, Bob Dylan performed at the Grammys with which two popular folk rock bands of the 2000s? And 2010s also kind of. Right. Bob Dylan performed with two popular folk rock bands. I don't even know one. Dude, it has to be like Mumford and Sons and like. A like Little River Band. Fire or something. Alicia Keys. <laughs> Shout out Tim loves Mumford. Bob Dylan and Shaq. Tim <laughs> has a deep love for Mumford and Sons. Dude, I don't know. 20 seconds. Do you have any other... What are other freaking bands? Tim, don't answer that. Um, <laughs> Alicia, one of your other bands? <laughs> Come on. 10 seconds. Uh, uh, I have no idea, like Mitch. Florence and the Machine. Is it that era? Like, freaking uh, tallest man on Earth? Like, okay. uh, uh, Lock something in. It's uh, Arcade Fire and Mumford and Sons. Incorrect. Arcade Fire's not a folk band? It, wait, who was the one you had? Mumford and Sons. Wilco and Mumford and Sons. Lock that Final in. answer. Yeah, I should have I should have made that just one of the bands. It was Mumford and Sons and Avid Brothers. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. get better. <laughs> All right, fine. Wilco's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. It was like I figured it was Wilco. They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's our answer. Well, okay. Our question. Robin Dustin. In 2009, the folk rock opera The Hazards of Love. Was released by which band? Repeat the question. In 2009, the folk op opera album, the, ha the Hazards of Love, was released by which band? See, I know I just told Mitch that Arcade Fire wasn't folk rock, but the opera makes me think that that'd be Arcade Fire. I don't even it listen to Arcade, Arcade Fire. Fire. It wasn't Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. Oh, folk release. Who listens to folk rock? Reflector. 
I don't know. I don't know if you could really call this album folk rock. That's oh. the closest thing that I would. It's just well, an album called The Hazards of Love. Folk rock is close. That's the closest thing like, genre I could give it. What's the name of the band? In 2009 or 2011? Came out in 2009. Can you give us a hint? Was it up for a Grammy? No, no, no. Um, uh, <laughs> is it Beck? Well, you owe us two. Is it Beck? 20 seconds. I would guess. Beck? Beck or, yeah, like Wilco or... Beck. Final answer. Incorrect. Could you uh, repeat it one more time? In 2009, the opera album, or the folk, okay, I'm just going to repeat the same fucking question. (laughs) In 2009, the folk rock opera, The Hazards of Love, was released by which band? Uh, did you say chain smokers <laughs> great group <laughs> chain smokers cal poly 20 what is that 17 <laughs> incorrect <laughs> oh damn that's out of answer. <laughs> you're running out of time man lock in an answer uh abbott brothers i don't know incorrect it is the decemberist I, I thought this stuff was <laughs> just a bit more of public knowledge <laughs> than it turns out to be. Uh, our third time visiting the history category. <laughs> I have a lot of fucking questions, guys. Uh, just to recap, that? it's seven to three. Nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're so close. We've got a long way to go. This question <laughs> is for... Uh, us. Nice or, uh, no. And for us. Yeah. Who did John F. Kennedy defeat in his 1960 presidential election? Lyndon Johnson. Is it Lyndon Johnson? Final answer. No. Uh, I think oops. it's. I think it's Nixon. I want to say Nixon. Final answer? Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. That's when they went to TV, right? That's when they went to TV and he sweated his ass off. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We're warming up. (laughs) 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 On, this is going to be, or? This is going to them. It's going to Mark and Mitch. Mark and Mitch. (laughs) 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 On May 15th, 1948. Seven nations declared war and invaded Israel on the first day of its existence. Please name four. Seven nations invaded Israel uh, on the first day house, house, of its existence. House nine, one. Uh, we have to name four out of seven. You can name more than you can name seven countries. If you get four of them right, you got it. Palestine. I should do more questions like that. Yeah. Um, I fucking Yemen. Uh, um, I feel it's just got to be everything around Israel, right? 
Who's fighting right now? Um, maybe Perky wouldn't do that because they're kind of with us. Um, well, I'm just going to say Turkey because I have room for air. And uh, Wait, so you can't, you don't, you, you guess? Seven. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, You need to just timer. list off seven, yeah, right now. What's a, what's just a hit random ones. Yeah, what's Not a country good. that starts with S? Uh, Syria. Syria. Yeah, Syria. That's a good one. Same uh, just Russia. Mm, yeah, sure. Russia. Um, F. Mm, I mean, come on. Saudi Arabia. And Afghanistan. Afghanistan, sure. Yeah. Incorrect. Be <sighs> Robin Dustin. This okay. is good, though, because it doesn't, like, help them that much. Seven countries. So I got Libya, Yemen, Egypt. Um, what did you say, Iran? Iran, Iraq. These are all way better than mine. <laughs> There's one that I can't remember. There's one for me, too. North. I know. <laughs> it's a, it's a north. Um, and then, so do you have our first five guesses, Tim? Say them again. Yemen, <laughs> Libya, Egypt, Syria, Iran, Iran Iraq. Um. You got seven fingers up. No, I'm. I'm. I'm um and. Russia. You got it. Egypt, Jordan, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen. It was Jordan. That's what I was thinking. Man. So we got. So it's eight to four. Yemen, Syria. And it's their question now? Yes. For a new round? Um, yes. Hold on. No, oh, Jesus. I'm out of play. <laughs> <laughs> but I already, I already know what to, I already know what to ask you guys. You got Game of Thrones. You got Office. You got, you got a lot of pools. MLB. We're going back to the console wars. Mm. This one's easy. To, it's an easy one to yeah. guess. Tim Personal. Okay. <laughs> Murray. Tim no. Life. No. <laughs> Murray House. Murray House. Sorry. <laughs> what is <Tim> Nintendo's <laughs> What is Nintendo's highest selling console of all time? Uh, it's us, right? Any yeah. any kind of console, just what is their their highest selling console they've ever made? In terms of units or yes, or in terms of units. In terms of how many got sold globally. GameCube. Are we talking about one? We're just talking about one model of one. Yeah. Okay. That's how they get that. That's how they get yeah. counted. So like, if we go over to Sony, the PS4 and the PS4 okay. Pro would be part of the same thing. Okay, that was okay. Um, I'd say Wii, Mitch. Wii. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Be final answer. Incorrect. GameCube. GameCube or 64? I think it's GameCube. GameCube. Incorrect. It's like a DS. The Nintendo DS. Yeah. It was either Wii or or DS, and I wanted to go Wii because they would get it wrong if it was the DS. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. (laughs) Our, Our question now. To be Rob and Dustin. Murray. Murray. It's a, it's a console wars question. Let's, let's pick up the pace. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, in um, 1990, the commercial by Sega came out that claimed blank does what Nintendo don't. Blank does what Nintendo don't. Who released the commercial? Sega. Sega. With the Game of Thrones question. I was minus six years old. Um, way to date wait, yourself, Brian. So blank does what? Intend don't. Sega does. I have no idea. Sega does. Final answer. Sure. Incorrect. I say we just go Genesis does what Nintendo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that final answer, Tim. Correct. Good job. It I is 8 to 5. You know that big lyric where he's talking about Sega Genesis? <laughs> Genesis? <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, you're a lot more quiet You've uh, kind of settled down. We're still gonna win. I'm just. I'm just saying you're a lot more nervous over there. You used to be I'm not nervous at all. Happy over there. I just haven't gotten a chance to go get another beer. Um, let's so wrap it up. This is for. Here. This is for us. Nope, it's oh, for okay. us. It's for beer. I'm a Dustin. Eight five. Uh, bury these bitches. What year was the first E3? Eight five. Jesus, who gives a fuck about the electronic? No, Tim, I, fuck Ryan, this is a good question. I don't know the answer, year was this the is first still C3. a good question. Well, I can, I can talk shit on a good question. I can still talk shit on it. Then what are you uh. talking shit on? You're just, oh, it's so good. I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> nice job talking shit, Brian. <laughs> Ryan, I but thought I you can't tell if it's most interesting. Yeah. I was just saying... <laughs> I saw Dusty moving and I was like, what? What? 2015. I don't know. 2015. Incorrect. I feel like 2010. Uh, You know, that's better than anything that I would say. Okay, 2010, final answer. Incorrect. 1995. Damn. Yeah, of course. Damn, Tim, that's what? There weren't even video games. They had three games to review. (laughs) Games games were booming in 95. That was like when Sony was entering the picture. I'm going to watch that video. Of course. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) Um, Okay, what? 
This is submission mark. This yeah. is submission mark. What Mer popular yeah. animated series was uh, the original uh, Donkey Kong game based on? It it was supposed to be based on a series. They didn't end up getting the rights to a popular animated series. The game didn't get the rights? or yes. oh, okay, Nintendo okay. did not get the rights to make the game around that. Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> popular <laughs> animated series. Dude, I have no uh, I'm going to say Superman. Final answer. Incorrect. B. Robin Dustin. Is it like George the Jungle, King Kong? Was it King Kong? I have no idea. Can I guess King Kong? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, King Kong and George the Jungle? Incorrect. It is Popeye. It was supposed to be based on Popeye. Oh, of course. What? <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> Donkey okay. Kong doesn't eat spinach at all. Don't ask an NBA question. No NBA questions? No. For the love of God, ask a sports question. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So you can't just choose the next. Right, let's do another Mario. Guys, we are going to call it at 8 5. The no! Being B Rob and Dustin. I don't think they won. Mitch I think the game is Mark. I don't think they won. Have been dethroned. No, 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 Thank you so much for listening. Mark, Mitch, better luck next time. Dustin, always a pleasure. Tim, love you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Don't give me a better luck next time. <laughs>